one. Boom, there it is, ladies and gents. Guess what? This right here is episode 1000. Woo, 1000, where's my stuff at? Yeah, episode 1000, that's what I'm talking about. Look, uh, let me give you guys a, a little recap. Four years ago, it was uh, July 13, 2018, we decided we were going to do a podcast. I forced the other bro to go on this podcast to do this show with me. We did it five days a week for three years was, I, was, was what I committed him to. He stuck with me. He did it. And now here we are. He doesn't do it with me as much anymore. But here we are, episode 1000. So I want to say thank you guys very much for all the support, all the love, We've come a long way. Go listen to episode one compared to where we're at today. Huge difference. So thank you guys all very much for being a part of the Business Bros family. I look forward to uh, continuing what we do here, meeting more entrepreneurs and learning everything we possibly can. So let's get this episode on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business Boss. All right, ladies and gents, who do we got on the show today? Look, there are so many people who need that cup of coffee in the morning. Personally, I'm not much of a coffee junkie. I'm more of a pizza junkie, and today's guest is both. If you're an entrepreneur looking to build your brand and grow your business, then today's episode is for you. I'm excited to talk to this podcaster and content creator and find out how he sees entrepreneurship in a post 2020 world. Let's get ready to party on episode 1000 and let's welcome to the show Jason Julius, aka Double J. All right, Double J, what do you think, man? We're just getting started already on the show. You got a podcast of yourself. We were talking about this in the green room before. What do you think so far, man? Brother, it's awesome. And I mean, I'm honored to be at episode 1000. I think that that's just too cool. Dude, it totally is. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, just the basic question that I always start off with. Uh, when I got into this podcasting space, I did it because I thought Gary Vee says, if you're in business, you need to be a marketing company first, everything else second. I realized what he was saying. And I was like, all right, cool. Podcasting is my thing. I'm jumping in this full force thousand episodes later here we are my question to you is why are you doing this because i want to know why are you doing it well i'm gonna be honest brother that's i i started developing the personal brand and getting into the videography when i realized that as a small business i needed to give people uh, a peek behind the scenes of what the actual business was about uh and then when we actually moved to franchising the dual brand under one roof concept i realized that I needed to be putting more content out there, uh, that I wanted the content to be information that I wish had been out there myself when I started in 2005. But I also knew that when I would be franchising that they were going to be partnerships. So it was an opportunity for me to put more of my thoughts out there and who and how I was as an individual as a, and as an operator. 
so that when somebody thought about actually looking at my franchise opportunity, they were also looking at me because I wanted to make sure that the partnership, like I believe that the brands themselves are the best franchise opportunity in America, mm -hmm. but the partnership between two people uh, in, in a long ongoing basis is more important for the success of the overall. So I put all this out there and I put the podcast together because I wanted people to be able to check up on me. And if we resonate, okay, well, then that's a good foundation for a partnership itself. I was literally having that conversation earlier today about vetting people, not just for their financial or business aptitude to work with, but do you jive as a person? Like if we sat down and had a beer, could we hang out? Would, be, would we be people that you actually wanted to hang out with, especially when you're doing business on such long terms? I mean, you're talking about, you mentioned dual brand, which I'm gonna ask you about what, what, it, what it is, but that's essentially what you're doing. You're partnering with people. You're gonna spend a lot of time with these people. You're gonna be talking to these people on a regular basis. If you gotta wake up every day and you're like, ugh, I, I don't wanna do that, that is not the place to be in your business. What did you mean by dual brand? Well, I mean, it was it was 2005. And I mean, I, my son died in April of 2005. And I started oh, Coffee Junkies in uh, November of 2005 because I, I needed something for my brain to wrap around. Um, eight years later, I bought out a competitor and the property come with a test kitchen. So I decided that I wanted to put uh, everything that I had learned, I wanted to put it into a new brand. The test kitchen already had a pizza oven and a hood in it. And I thought, okay, I'm I'm going to develop a pizza brand and a pizza business. And it got off the ground so well that it just took a couple months before I started wondering what would this look like under one roof. And then when I started thinking about what people do in the food and beverage industry, generally they pick a food item that that this is what they lead with. And then the the beverages are just kind of peripheral. Well, that was the difference. I developed the, the the drink brand and I developed it as a standalone, as a specialty beverage, non-alcoholic, highly caffeinated brand and specialty drinks. And then I developed the same thing on the food side when it came to pizza. So when I say dual brand, it's like literally we have customers that come in because they are coffee junkies or or, or drinking any one of our specialty beverages that that's what they come in the door for. And then they're exposed to the pizza brand or vice versa. They come in looking for the pizza, not realizing that we don't just have Coke. No, we have Coke and Pepsi fountain drinks. We've got 40 flavors to add to them. We have our own fresh fruit, sweet tea and smoothies before we ever actually get to regular house coffee, lattes, mochas, macchiatos, uh, hot over ice or frozen. Uh, again, we so it's a, a specialty beverage and a specialty pizza, and it was figuring out how to, to make them jive with each other under one roof. And, and generally, Coffee Junkies is the front of the house and Pizza Junkies is the back of the house. And it was figuring out how to make those systems and make those two teams work with each other. That's a that's difficult to do. I mean, I personally, in my mind, don't think coffee and pizza at the same time. But you were successfully able to merge these two brands, essentially under the Junkies brand, right? Like this is one of those things where, like, when people drink coffee, they are pretty much junkies. Let's be honest. Like, you wake up in the morning, like that's what my wife is like, my father in law is like, my my parents. Like, they wake up in the morning if they don't got that cup of Joe to go to get their day going, it is not going to be a good day for them. They're coffee junkies for sure 
And then on Fridays in my household, it's pizza Friday. So mm -hmm. I, and, and even though sometimes one kid doesn't want pizza or one whatever, I, I'm a fan of pizza, man. I will eat pizza all the time. So I'm more of the pizza junkie. Uh, so it's more like it, uh, uh, an addictive personality thing. I'm assuming your brand has more than just pizza or coffee behind it. There's a whole culture behind it, right? Absolutely. And, and that's the thing is, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't a coffee junkie before I started the business. I just plainly saw that Starbucks was able to sell a cup of coffee for four bucks. And that was, and now five and six dollars. Uh, but I realized that it wasn't your mom and pop 50 cent cup of coffee. So I knew that if you did it right, if you did it well, that it could actually be a profitable endeavor. But I've always been a pizza junkie. Uh, I had my first pizza delivery job the day that I got my license at 16 years old. So that that I think that that's why I tried pizza because I did have a background to it. The coffee side took a whole lot more research uh, initially to actually get that off the ground, but it was something that I had been chewing on in my head. It was a brainchild for a decade before I actually ever did anything with it. We're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. Dude, Spaceballs, for those of you who don't know what that movie is, maybe it's, uh, you know, too old or too, the movie's too old for you. It's not. Go check it out, man. It's such a great movie. You'll love it. You'll laugh all the time. Uh, so that's really what you're in it for, though, right? You did the research. You saw Starbucks is selling it at five, six dollars a cup of coffee. You made your own. Uh, you 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 severely caffeinated it, which means you probably got addicted to your coffee that way. Uh, what was it like? when you decided you were going to move this brand together, walk people through generating, creating buzz around a brand, because there are so many people right now who are going into their own business, right? 2020 happened. People didn't want to stick to their corporate jobs. They're leaving, they're starting their own thing. Um, and they're falling prey to the, uh, I got my license. So everybody's going to come to me. And then they realize real quick, Customer acquisition is tough. This is one of those things that we got to figure out. How did you develop your brand? What uh, pitfalls might you have you stepped in and what really worked for you? Well, and I mean, I'm going to be honest when it comes to that, like my background is totally blue collar. So I didn't have a whole bunch of education. I mean, I jumped out there and I mean, I've read hundreds of books to get myself educated, but I didn't have the startup capital that you would traditionally put into a major brand or business. So the food and beverage to go that direction was a natural extension itself. Um, it was, I knew, I, I mean, you want to get right down to it, that the, the, the junkies brand was obviously meant to be tongue in cheek, but I knew I was getting into the caffeine industry. So if you married a high quality caffeinated product with exceptional service, I just believed that there was a customer base. There was a piece of the pie there. And a lot of people told me, oh, you're competing against Starbucks. And I'm like, yeah, they're one competitor and, and I'll, I'll take that. They're, they're a big competitor, but they're one competitor, uh, which means there's a pie there or a slice of pie to be had. And when I got into the pizza business, I looked at it differently because I don't think anybody's loyal to one pizza place. You just had to work into their wheelhouse of what am I in the mood for? Um, but when it comes to the marketing side of it, the biggest challenge was, uh, on the coffee side that all of that, like the beverages all have a different flavor, but the cup looks the same. So trying to figure out a way to promote the different flavors inside the cup when the cup always looks the same, that was more challenging with the pizza side. It just came easy because I came up with a bunch of creations and, and I knew 
you eat with your eyes. So simply taking a picture of a product, telling them what the topping combination is, and then taking it a step further, which is something that, that I, I took from Starbucks and applied it to coffee junkies and then eventually to pizza junkies. And that was that Starbucks created their own language for their drinks. So I very quickly realized that I don't need to talk about the 40 different flavors I can put. I need to develop combinations of flavors and I need to brand each drink so that they come through and they ask for the candy bar mocha, the chocolate covered cherry latte, so that they knew this is where you're going to get this and you're only going to get this from me. Well, then mm -hmm. I applied that to the pizza side of the business, which is where I developed uh, the Ricky Bobby and the pepperoni mania and the roadhouse. And the whole point being 80% of my sales comes from the specialty beverages and the specialty pizzas that I created because I branded each individual item. You're not going to walk in anywhere else and order anything on my menu because I branded the item itself and then developed a recipe behind it. You talked about education, that you read hundreds of books to elevate your education. I love that you said that because I teach a, a course called Financial Algebra, a high school teacher, right? I teach seniors that are about to graduate and go out in the world, but they get put in my course because they weren't the best students. So they need this math credit to graduate. I love to ask entrepreneurs about their history. What was it like for you in high school? Were you like the straight A student that got you here to be successful? Um, and then tell me, you know, what kind of student you were and how you value education now as compared to what it was when you were a child. Okay. And I'm, I'll keep it real. I'm a high school dropout. Uh, the only thing that I was ever good at in school was math. Math came easy to me. I always had a fascination with numbers. I didn't have to put a lot of effort into acing math on, on a regular basis. Everything else, I had no desire to be in school. I wanted to get out and work and make money. I wanted to get into the real world. I didn't think that the education system had anything to offer me. And I'm going to be honest for what I see of the education system as it is now. If you are aspiring to be an entrepreneur, I don't really think that the education system has anything to offer you now. That said, that does not mean that getting educated and going out and, buy, and finding very specific information and not being afraid to pay for very specialized, specific information, like you don't have a choice because in capitalism, you're competing against other people that are, that are information seekers and they know continued education. It's a lifelong thing that you don't get to the end of school and be like, I'm done learning. No, I mean, as an individual growing, you should always be looking to learn. But in entrepreneurship, if you're not constantly learning and constantly looking for that next cutting edge piece of information, you're going to get eaten alive by your competitor yes. that is willing to. And that is a grow or die mentally. I mean, your business won't grow if you're not growing. And I'm just mm. a big proponent that I'm not going to be uh, the hindrance to my business and brand. I'm not going to be the hindrance to my own team. So I put it on myself to always be learning more than my entire team, to always be absorbing information. Uh, and, and today I read an average of three books a week because I can choose the information that I want to consume. I don't have to worry about curriculum that's dictated to me. And, and that's my issue with, with school in general. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. You're so right, dude. You're so right. 
and and I love I love the fact that you continue to learn. One of the things I tell my students all the time, education doesn't mean college. Yes, you can learn and get an education in college, but that's not necessarily what you need, especially today when it's so expensive to go. Figuring it out can cost you so much and then maybe you don't finish. Like you're better off taking that money and going and experiencing some life to figure out what it is you want to do and then dive in 100% for that. You are not uneducated because you didn't go to school. It depends on what you focus your attention on and you're choosing to learn this one thing. And I tell my students all the time, I'm like, the first time you played Call of Duty, you sucked at it. But because your friends were playing it, because you wanted to learn it, you were at it every day until you got phenomenal at it. And that's the same approach that you need to take with anything in your business. You don't know what you don't know, but until you take action, you're going to come across that pitfall. And that's where your education comes in because now you know there's a problem. You fill your brain with enough information to solve the problem. And now you've become a better entrepreneur onto the next problem that you need to solve. And I'm sure that's the the same type of model that you went through. Anything you want to add to that? Like anything I missed? Well, no, I mean, out to say that, I mean, because the first thing is that they say, if you pay attention to everything, you pay attention to nothing. Oh, great. But if you are entering small business entrepreneurship, if you are entering service-based entrepreneurship, and I, I realize I sell a product, but I'm in the business to serve people. You have to wear so many hats. Well, you have the ability to go seeking that information for each one of those hats. I mean, I worked at Chrysler for almost 14 years before I exited. And I knew I was leaving a year before I actually left. So I went to the books to seek education on marketing, education on mindset, on accounting, on government regulations. I sought out books that were very specific to that so that I had an under, a generalized understanding. And then I found that I was gravitating towards the marketing type books because I wanted to understand the complexities of the marketing. Uh, but I will say that that's, that nobody wants to hear it because there's very few people that are avid readers, but books, it's where it's at. That, and it is the cheapest way to find very specialized information. And generally, those books will guide you to further specialized information because the coaching, which I have, but I didn't search out any type of coaching the first decade. Coaching is very expensive. I mean, to deal with people that are already multimillionaires, a lot of them are willing to offer that coaching, but one coaching session could literally pay for hundreds of books. And if you're not up to par and ready to take their education, you didn't do enough work in the background to actually get to the point where paying for that coaching, you're able to fully utilize that information and put it to work. Oh, I'll even take it one step further because look, the the author has written a book, right? They're literally telling you how they put things together. I was watching Russell Brunson on TikTok the other day, and he was talking about how his book, Traffic Secrets, Expert Secrets, uh, .com Secrets, it's not anything new. It's just how he organized the information he was learning from his mentors, and that's how it made sense for him to apply the things he learned and turn it into ClickFunnels, which is where he's at now, right? So the information is there and we can absorb it. And maybe you're not a reader. Maybe you don't don't feel comfortable opening a book and reading the words. Do it how I do it. 
I listen to my audiobooks while I'm on my run. And if I really want to comprehend them, I'll buy the Kindle version as well and read it as I'm listening to it to increase my comprehension. And you want to take it to another level, you can always start a podcast and then invite the authors to come on your show, which oftentimes they do because they want to sell more books. And you get to ask them questions. I mean, dude, that is like the cheat code to being able to learn from the people that you look up to. You're immersing yourself in their circle. Like you always hear that saying, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Why aren't you in your ears and in your mind, hanging out with the people who are already as successful as you want to become, the leaders in your industry. Start thinking like they do, start reading what they read, start acting like they're acting. You can't help it but follow suit and become what they've become because you're doing all the same things. Uh, I'm assuming you, do you read all your books or do you do audio as well? No, I mean, I'm glad you touched on that because it was something that I wanted to bring up. Generally, I was reading about a book a week and I mean, and I'll give him, Alex Hormozzi, when I bought his book, he started his million book. million dollar offers. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He started his book with pro tip. If you go buy the audio version, your comprehension will double and your focus on the reading will double. So I was like, you know what? I'm not worried about the cost of the book. So I bought the audio book after already consuming the book. Then I turned the speed of the audio book up to 150%. Yeah. So that so that the, I mean, my comprehension doubled because it forces me to focus, but my morning routine is to wake up, brew my coffee and sit down. I, and I read for three cups of coffee. So I am reading somewhere between an hour to two hours every morning. And that's how I burn through three books a week. And then the really good books, I'll go back and read them a second time because I don't fear slowing down because between literally reading and listening to the audiobook, I'm moving through it at a faster speed to consume the information faster than most other people because it, it is monotonous if you're not an avid reader to sit down and get into the habit of always reading. But once I got myself in that habit of I, seven days a week, I read for an hour to two hours every morning as I'm going through my morning routine. Once I start picking up the audiobooks, I was like, it's on because I can consume more information than I ever have before. Honestly, I'm, I'm sitting there going, Amazon loves me because every time I'm reading a book, I'm getting another reference to another book. So as I'm burning through it, I'm ordering the next and the next because I'm consuming the information that I want to consume to. Like I said, I, I'm very competitive and I look at my team and I've tried to surround myself with one, more intelligent people than myself. But two, I want a competitive team around me and the only way I know to compete with them is to always be bringing more information and knowledge to the table and then challenging them to do the same. That's exactly, I love it. I love it. I also, uh, you, you expressed having a morning routine and that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially early on, don't quite realize, right? They, they, people oftentimes look back and they have that Al Bundy mentality, right? My great years were when I was in high school scoring that touchdown. Like that's the mentality they have. And when you think about it, the reason why those times are their most successful is because they had a routine, not one that they wanted. They probably didn't want to be at school, but they knew what they were doing, what was expected of them, where they had to be. The routine was set in place. When you're an entrepreneur, there's nobody telling you what to do. If you don't have your own routine set in place, everything is optional. 
but so is your bank account and so are your customers and so everything else is optional as well. Your morning routine gets your mind in a position where you can move forward, you can learn something new. And what's most important in an education, it's not just the knowledge that you gain, but it's the application of the knowledge that you gain that makes a big difference. And your routine is setting yourself up to learn and then take on the day and apply. I mean, are you always reading business books or do you kind of move around to other types of, of topics? No, I mean, it's all it's all based around business, but that's where I go back to like, my dad said, oh, you really got to have a passion for coffee to, to be successful in the coffee industry. And I was like, no, dad, you're way off cue. I have a passion for business. So the business books, like I'm passionate about consuming the information. And there are so many different genres and, and topics that you need to be consuming and be up on when it comes to business that, uh, no, I, I like that I have a stack of books behind me that I've read. And then I have a whole nother pile of books set off to the side. And it is a, a plethora of different topics inside of business. So once I finish reading a book, then I go look at my unread and be like, okay, do I want to read something about marketing or about systems or about mindset? And I, that's where I get my rotation where I, it's not monotonous because I'm not always reading about the same thing, but all of it is applicable to business. So when should you start reading, ladies and gentlemen? When is the perfect time to get yourself squared away? T -t today, Junior? Yes, today. Today is your day. Today is the day you start taking off. Um, I love scrolling through TikToks, and every once in a while, I come across somebody who's like, these are the books I recommend. Uh, Steve Harvey recommended a series of books, and I, I love taking them on and then kind of listening to them because on the one hand, you have the Steve Harvey story, which is super cool and inspirational. And on the other, now you get these little tidbits of how he became who he became, right? That's those those little breadcrumbs, the Hansel and Gretel clues, uh, Hansel and Gretel clues that they leave behind. Those are the things that we need to consume like crazy. All right, JJ, let me ask you this, dude. Um, you got into podcasting. You've now been pretty much on an entire episode of the Business Bros. You went through our booking process. What was your experience like? Give me some feedback on the show. No, dude, that this whole process has been awesome. And like I told you before we got on here, uh, I'm looking for uh, examples of success so that I can emulate and apply it to the brand that I'm trying to create. So, I mean, obviously a thousand episodes, I mean, candidly, you got your shit together and, and I can't wait to look at it repeatedly to look at how I can start to implement the different things that you've worked into your podcast because just the same way that I want to do the best that I can do when I bring on guests I want them to know that I'm representing them and putting them in the best light possible and you've got an awesome setup thank you my brother and that's really what it comes down to I have the same thought process on our show right it's twofold for me one is you're the guest this is your show. Sure, I'm the host, but this is your show. This is I want to know all about you, what you do, and how you're doing it. Uh, and then second, which is where my show is kind of transitioning to, I'm actually moving it into the classroom. So starting in October, I already have spots being booked up where we're going to record the show live in the classroom. So guests that come on are not only coming on the show and getting our live feed, but have a live studio audience of students that can ask them questions 
from a 17 year old entrepreneurial perspective, right? Like that is essentially us sharing what we've learned, years of experience, years of mistakes that we get to now share that wisdom with with the students and, and help them, you know, not step in some of the same holes we stepped in, right? I mean, that's what, at the end of the day, when you're in business, that's what it's about, to be of service to others, right? Absolutely. And I mean, honestly, dude, that is, I don't know if that's original, but it's definitely very innovative because you, you get different hosts that, that they pull those questions from different places, but taking it into the classroom and letting that, that younger generation be able to, to learn from the process and submit questions right there live. I mean, that's awesome, dude. That's a great idea. I'm going to ask you for a, a little bit of feedback. So in class, my students are getting together in their groups, which we're forming corporations, right, in class, uh, and they get to pick from a couple different business models. Now, in the past, when I've done this type of lesson, I had the kids kind of develop their own business, and it doesn't work out so well, uh, mainly because their goals are this big, and then when they come across the little problem, they stop there, right, because how am I ever going to get there type mentality. This time around, uh, they got to choose and they get three choices. They can either do affiliate marketing so that they don't have to create the product. They can do print on demand so they don't have to ship or create the product again. Or they're going to do social media marketing, which is super cool because what I tell them is like pretty much every guest that comes on our show, that's what they're here for. They're looking for content and exposure. So it's a great way to do those things. Um, any advice for the 17-year-old kids who are getting started in one of those three businesses uh, maybe something that you've learned, experienced. What advice would you give a 17-year-old starting off in one of those spaces? Wow. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you that the automatically as a 17-year-old, because the deck is stacked against you in all ways when you're entering business, uh, out of those three options, I would advise a 17-year-old to go towards affiliate marketing because you everything that you do has to have passion behind it. So if you're looking for quick wins. Well, it's easy to find products that are already developed and you know are successful with a reputation behind them. And if you're passionate about that product, well, then you're going to be able to, to push or to promote that product a lot more effectively. Because when you get into social media, there's a lot, there's a learning curve there and there's a fair amount of money that it ain't no different than the stock market. You're going to have to spend money to figure it out, just like you get into the stock market, you're going to lose a fair amount of money as you're going through your learning curve in general. Uh, when it comes to print on demand, I, I'm not overly familiar with it. I'm in, I'm in the course of writing a book. And the reason that I'm writing this book is because, uh, and they say 80% of all statistics are made up on the spot. Well, <laughs> I, I, every statistic that I've seen is like Nine out of 10 businesses fail in the first year. And of the one that makes it, nine out of 10 fail in the first 10 years. So you have got to go into it knowing that if you're going to get into entrepreneurship, like it is rough, it is a battle, and the odds are stacked against you. 99% of all people fail in the first 10 years. So you really need to have a very strong why. It can't be about money because, I mean, candidly, you're going to get kicked in the balls. Okay. Well, sooner or later, you're going to get kicked in the balls when you're going to be like, you know what? It's just not worth the money. I'm tired of being kicked in the balls. But if you've got a strong why and you have passion for what you're doing, well, then you'll continue to actually stick it out, search for more information, keep climbing the next mountain, because that's the thing with entrepreneurship. You're climbing the mountain 
only to get to the top to realize, oh, you got to go down and you got another mountain you got to climb. Like <laughs> you're not getting to the end of the journey. It is just yet another mountain that you have to climb because the, the trials and tribulations, the challenges, they never quit coming at you. So you have to keep yourself always prepared to absorb the next piece of information, learn the next lesson, test the next opportunity. And with affiliate marketing, there is just such a huge amount of products out there that at 17 years old, okay, pick the products, pick the industry that you want to get involved with because it is the passion that will carry you through and get you to get up and put your feet on the floor in one step in front of the other day after day after day after day. The grind, man, the grind, the consistency has to be in place. But I, you know, like I was telling my students today, as, as we were talking about, and they were starting to pick their teams and pick their groups. Um, I told them, I go, my goal is very simple. I, I, I envision that one day I'm going to be able to say, you see that kid in the senior year in high school, he paid for his entire college tuition. You see that kid, his senior year in high school, he bought his parents a house. Like you see that kid, he was able to pay cash for his vehicle. Like that is what I want my kids to have in the classroom. When they graduate high school, maybe some of them got a check for 500 bucks or maybe a thousand dollars. And some of them maybe did su supremely well, but they're walking out of class with a skill that they know how to generate revenue. They don't have to be stuck at a nine to five. They can continue on that course if they want, but that little bit of supplemental income, they have access to it because they know how to generate it. And that's what I'm, I'm hoping they get out of this class. And dude, thank you very much for coming on the show today. What you shared is absolutely true. And you're coming from a very similar place in life that they're dealing with. They don't want to be at school. They'd rather go do something else. But if I can spark their interest in this money-making thing, so many doors might open. Jason, last uh, last question before we head out. How can people get a hold of you, work with you, get your product or uh, get your uh, pizza or coffee uh, and any final thoughts? Uh, brother, I mean, I, I will say that jokingly with my name, Jason with two A's is still pronounced Jason, but generally on all of my social media channels, it, it's going to be at Jason Julius. Uh, my, my, my YouTube is double J TV. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, I've, and I'm still in my infancy. I'm only, I'm going to say a little less than two years into actually putting all of the content out there. And it's still a work in progress. I'm still learning as I go. Uh, and, and I guess that would be the final thought. Like, do not think that the, the happiness in life is in the actual journey itself. And part of being happy is making a mistake and learning a lesson. Like, and it should speak well to this generation. They play video games. Okay, the game of life and the game of business, it's like a video game. You're playing a level. And you're going to continue to fail on that level until you learn the lesson. And then you're going to be able to go to the next level. And then you're going to continue to fail on that level until you learn the lesson and you go to the next level. But why do you keep playing the video game? Because it's the challenge. Because yes. you are interested in seeing what's beyond that. What is the next level? So don't get disheartened when you have to, to learn a painful lesson. You have just learned something that allows you to move to the next level. 
That's it, man. Couldn't have said it better myself. And it sounds to me like you used to play a lot of Mario Brothers, man, because that's exactly how I feel. When you were describing that, that's all I was thinking. Mario from uh, Nintendo all the way up to like Mario with a cape is where I spent a lot of time playing with Mario. But always the same thing. Damn that level. Damn that level. Damn that level. Until you finally beat it and you get through. And that's, that's just the way it works. Ladies and gents, look, entrepreneurship is tough. I get it. And you need help building your brand or marketing. Maybe you should start a podcast. Jason did it. I did it. It makes all kinds of difference, especially on your social media game, because you're literally creating content. If you need help getting started, maybe you want to run a podcast the way we do, make sure you guys go to businessbros.biz to get started. And if you're a junkie, and I'm not mean any junkie, a coffee junkie or a pizza junkie, make sure you guys check out Jason's stuff. Go to Double J Brands and that brands with a Z, doublejbrands.com. Jason, Dude, I got the other business, bro. Dude, check it out. What up, him? What up? Dude, uh, I, I thought I saw this earlier, uh, and it turns out that I did because now that you're live, I can see your number. Uh, Jason, <laughs> I don't know if you realize this. I don't know if Hernan said it. I'm yep, sure he did. At the beginning. A thousand episodes. <laughs> Woo! Uh, dude, my bro. Uh, I just I I wanted to jump in here really quick and just congratulate you on the air with everybody. Uh, I haven't been here uh, for you this whole past year after that back injury and everything just all got me all messed up. But you have stayed strong. You have been doing this for a thousand freaking episodes, and it's like you were talking about you. You and I were talking about what have you done a thousand times? What have people out there, those of you who are listening, what have you done a thousand times that you are now super freaking proficient at? Uh, if there's anything that this guy has done, it's to be consistent and continue working and continue building his brand. And bro, I just want to jump in here on your thousandth episode. Congratulate you. We got mom in here saying the same things. Uh, we're proud of you, bro. You're awesome, and uh, I love you, and I just want to make sure that that I jump in here to tell you today. Love you too, man. Love you too, mama. Hugs and kisses. Mwah. And I got to let you guys know, uh, just Jason, you, you probably feel this too as you're getting started. Uh, the first, like, I would say 60, 70 episodes, nobody really listened except for mom. Mom was there at the <laughs> beginning. Mom was there at a 1,000. So I love you, mom. You're always there. Mom and dad, always supporting, uh, always being there. I mean... They're your rock, man. They're always there to support. Love you guys. Thank you guys very much. Ladies and gents, a thousand episodes. Woo. We'll see where we go from here. We'll catch you guys all on the flip side. Peace. Peace out. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.